Hello, my beautiful, beautiful friend. Have you been feeling the overwhelm? Have you been feeling just down in the dumps, hot mess, mom, out of control kind of life? Let me talk to you. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. I almost ended my life because, quote, motherhood got to be too much. But I realized a few things. For one, home management is not equivalent to motherhood. You can suck at one while excelling at the other. Okay, girl, I already had everything I needed to see the good in life in order to succeed, in order to thrive and find absolute joy. And so do you. You can be the calm in the storm. You can set the energetic tone for those around you, for your entire household. You hold more power than you've ever realized. You don't have to do anything. You get to. It is your privilege. It's an honor. It's a divine responsibility to be the queen of your home. It's not a burden. You're in charge. You're the ruler. You're the chaos coordinator. You're in control of how you show up in your own life and you are the main character of your own story. You are surrounded by abundant blessings, not buried in burdens. You are in the exact right place, mama. You're the exact right mom for your kids. It's not a mistake that you were put together on this planet. Of all the moms across all time and space, it's your destiny, your legacy to be with that child. You have to stop. We have to stop this mommy martyrdom narrative. Misery loves its company, but so does excitement and joy. So let's get excited about motherhood again, about life. It's time for more than survival mode. It's time to rise. It's time to thrive. It's time for you to believe to your core that you are meant to bloom. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome back to the show. Um, okay, I'm going to be totally honest with you here. I am addicted to like streaming services. Um, I'm addicted to watching series, binge watching them on end. Um, I grew up in a house where the TV was just on 24-7 pretty much. Um, we, we had no screen rules. It was just don't sit too close or you'll ruin your eyesight. Um, but we, we didn't have screen rules. So I, I have a childhood habit of just having the TV on in the background or multitasking watching TV while doing my homework, watching TV while playing Barbie dolls, whatever it was I was doing. Um... And so that's really extremely a habit that is hard for me to break. Um, watching TV, watch, you know, it's always been kind of one of the ways that I have been able to numb myself when I had a lot of negative feelings and thoughts that I didn't want to deal with because I didn't know how to deal with them safely, effectively, and, you know, in a way that ended up good, um, good for me. So TV, it's like a hot button thing for me. <laughs> like I'm, I binge watch TV and I'm trying so hard at this point in my life to not feel guilty about it and to just accept like we're a TV family and that's okay to an extent. Um, we, we try not to go overboard. We're trying to do moderation and all this. Um, I'm, I'm trying to create a better, a better habit for my kids than what I had for myself. Um, you know, where we do sometimes shut off the TV and say, you need to play outside today. It's really nice out. We need to go do that. Or, you know, I, I'll take them to the park instead just so that it doesn't feel like a fight to turn off the TV 
we do detoxes regularly. Um, I have mentioned tech detox and getting off of like my screens and stuff a lot recently in these podcast episodes. So you can tell like that's where I am right now. Like that's really where I am. And I haven't fully made this commitment to be like, we are doing two weeks, no tech. Um, because I'm also running a business here. I'm recording podcasts that requires tech time, screen time. Um, and if I'm going to be doing that, my kids got to be on screens. So it's just not the time to do a full detox. We're working on moderation and whatnot. But that being said, I have recently, for the first time ever, started watching Desperate Housewives. Came out in 2004. I was 13. I was not, it was not relatable. It wasn't something I watched when it was originally aired. So now, finally, in my 30s, I'm sitting down and watching Desperate Housewives. And I have to tell you, I feel it. It's relatable. Um, it really is. Um, but also, I'm taken aback and appalled because these four women, not a single one of them is in like a happy, fulfilled marriage. And not a single one of them is like, you know, one of them seems to be like thriving on mom life because she's, it's just her and her teenage daughter. Like they're Gilmore girls, they're, they're besties, um, totally different. Um, but it is showing me kind of a lot of that sneak peek into like, wow, mom life can be difficult for everybody. And, you know, being the outsider looking into these, you know, clearly written scripts, it's, you know, over the top in a lot of ways. I also know from personal experience, some of these things are not over the top. Um, some of the feelings these moms talk about in their parenting and in their marriage and stuff is like, it's not over the top. That is normal. Like we all struggle feeling like we're just not enough for our kids and all these things. But really, I wanted to highlight Marie Vandekamp. If you've seen Desperate Housewives, Marie Vandekamp, she is the one who has the perfectly clean home. The Her appearance is perfect. She is what we would today call like the Pinterest mom, the aesthetic mom, the one who appears to have it all together. Her lawn is perfectly manicured. Her home is perfectly clean. Her dinners are over the top Martha Stewart gourmet, like amazing dinners. She's not cooking chicken nuggets. Um, but she's also, let me tell you, she is what I thought that I was supposed to be as a wife. I, I carried a lot of guilt in the beginning of my wifelyhood and my motherhood that I couldn't meet that standard. And seeing her meet that standard, I see number one, I have never been close, not even, not even a little bit close to achieving what she's doing to the extent of just absolute perfection and doing it on her own without hired help in any kind of a way. And two, I know that if I did achieve that, I would not be happy with it. And also, if you've seen Desperate Housewives, she is not happy. She is miserable. She's She uses housework to numb out her feelings. Um, like, she's got some problems. And it just got me thinking about comparison again. Like, how many times do we look at someone and think, oh my gosh, how is she doing it? She's so perfect. She's got it all together. And we don't even think, like, how is she doing? 
I mean, we ask how's she doing at all, but we don't ask how is she doing? Is she okay? What, what is going on in her personal life? What, how does she actually feel? Is she okay? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of these moms who have it all together, they're not happy. And a lot of us moms who feel like everything's falling apart are not happy. And I have to tell you, like, that's kind of our common thread. Even the mom who, from your perspective, is doing it all and is just absolute perfection, from her perspective, she's still telling herself she's not enough. That's why she's trying so hard. Because the deep-seated unworthiness she has, she's trying to earn it. So I have to bring this up again that motherhood and housekeeping are not interchangeable things because guess what um like i'm only in season one don't spoil anything for me um but marie vandenkamp with her perfect home her family's falling apart her kids don't like her her husband's leaving her it's it's not working for her and so you can't sit here and compare yourself to someone who looks absolutely perfect because you don't know how their life is actually crumbling. And I've, I've seen things like this happen in real life where I have known people who from the outside appear to be perfect until you got to know them and you're like, oh my gosh, you're struggling with that? I had no idea. It's, like, it's even me. Like my life, I don't know, maybe it looks perfect to some people. It's not. It's absolutely not. Um, like I probably look like I have it all together to some people in my life. And I mean, even my own mother has been surprised to find out at times like that my feelings have been the way they have, that I have struggled with the things that I have struggled with. And my mom was right there by my side the whole time. It's like, mom, I'm just really good at hiding it. Like some of us are just really good at hiding the struggle we're going through. And some of us are better at hiding it than we think we are because I didn't think I was hiding it that well. But come to find out, my own mom doesn't even know like how she was surprised that um, that like in 2020 I wanted to end my own life. She was like, I had no idea it was that bad. I'm like, yeah, because I didn't tell you. <laughs> I kept it a secret. I was very ashamed of the feelings I was having. There's so many women out there who are in the same boat comparison is not a good idea because you don't know the full story on their end and you are blind to parts of your story on your end because you are going to be blind to all the things you did right when you are stuck thinking about the things you've done wrong. You're going to be blind to the times that you got it right, the times that, that you kicked serious butt, the times that you showed up for your kid and it just meant the world to them. The times that, you know, you were there for your husband after his long day of work and you just, you just don't even realize because you're like, oh, I was just going about my normal daily life thinking that I'm a total failure. And we just, we, we become blind to all the really good things that are in our lives and the really good things that we're doing in other people's lives that you just have no idea that you are this light, that you are an anchor for someone else. Like you have no idea that you're inspiring another mom to do better, to learn more. Because you're just taking your life for granted the way that you are. 
Like, you get what I mean? And I just feel like it really, really has to be said that we have to stop this, this secret competition with the aesthetic mom on Instagram who doesn't even know that you exist. All right, I have yet to encounter a woman who is fully herself, fully empowered, and fully happy with her life, who is running the race to keep her home perfectly kept, to keep it dust-free, to keep it smelling nice, to keep herself put together, to keep her home looking like it's decorated straight out of HGTV, who's attending every kid's event, who's leading the PTA, and intimately fulfilled in her marriage. I have yet to meet a woman who's doing all of that and is actually happy and authentic and grounded and empowered in herself. If you know one, if you are one, reach out to me. I would love to chat. But I've yet to meet someone who is doing all of the things and is truly, truly happy and authentically herself in it. All right? I just, I just need us to question, what are you working so hard for? Are you working to keep up, to keep the house feeling the way you want it to feel? Are you masking feelings that you don't want to feel? Are you trying to obtain what someone else has or what you think someone else has because that's what you think is successful motherhood? Because I have to tell you, the state of your home isn't a reflection of the state of your motherhood. Like the condition of your home, the condition of your house, how clean it is, is not a direct reflection of how good you're doing as a mom. And if you think that it's going to make you a better wife or better mother to have your house clean, I have to point out that your priorities are not in line. I've been there. I have spent so much time and energy working to get my home perfect, to get my home decluttered, to get my home clean top to bottom, to get my home decorated, looking like it's straight out of HGTV. Like, I have tried so hard to create this illusion of perfection and at the same time was neglecting what was actually important to me. What was actually important to me was my mental health, my physical health, my own well-being. What's really important to me, what's really important to me to have a good marriage it's not a clean house. That's not what makes me a good wife. Showing up for my husband, being emotionally available for him, being physically intimate with him, being polite to him when he comes home is a bare minimum instead of being snarky and agitated because I've been working hard all day. Um, that's what makes me a good wife. Being a good mom, kids don't care how clean your house is. The kids don't care if your the food comes from a box or not. I mean, most of the time, right? Like... If your kids are old enough to care, they're old enough to help out and do it themselves. Um, but if you've got little kids, they don't care how clean the house is. What they care is how available you are to them. They care about feeling loved and safe. If your home is big enough mess that your kids don't feel safe in it, that's a red flag. That means, like, yep, take a weekend, get some help, get it cleaned up to the point where it's okay for your kids to be here. Um, like my house has been out of control, not okay before. And then you put in the hustle time. You get it back to okay. Don't stress that it's not perfect. It just has to be good enough. But your home is so much more than how clean your house is. Okay? 
If you're being the homemaker, that's kind of a different story. Like stay-at-home mom and homemaker are honestly two different things even though we use them interchangeably. And that's okay, I think, to sometimes use the words interchangeably as long as we're not putting our how good we are as a mom into um, how good we're doing as a homemaker. Because these are two different things. You can be kicking butt as a homemaker. You can be making, you know, making sourdough bread from scratch. You can be making, you know, you can have your kitchen totally spotless and clean. Um, you can have your home perfectly perfect. And your relationship with your kids could be suffering. Or you could be spending all your time with your kids. And then your home is in complete disorder and chaos. To me, there's a happy medium. I live life in the gray area between the two. And if I have to lean more towards one than the other, almost always I choose to lean towards the motherhood side and say, I'm very overwhelmed right now. I feel really disconnected from my kids. And I feel like my house is a huge disaster mess. What am I going to do? I'm going to go connect with my kids first. And actually, most of the time, that's going to empower me to go take care of the house. And it's also going to have them feeling fulfilled to where they can be independent longer and they don't need me to come in and referee their wrestling matches because they're feeling connected to mom. They can be independent for a little while. Um, or I can take them outside and play with them until they're tired enough to sit and watch a movie while I, you know, get some dishes clean for dinner. This is just what's been on my heart so much lately to make sure that you have heard. Motherhood is not housekeeping and you cannot, you cannot gauge how good you are as a mom by how good you are as a housekeeper, how good you are as a homemaker. These are different skills. Really, really good moms can be really, really bad at baking. Really good moms can not know how to sew. Like really good moms can feed their kids chicken nuggets every night until, you know, the kid's willing to eat anything else. Um, just, you can be a really good mom. All you have to decide, I am a really good mom. I was really struggling last night. Um, I was heading into the shower after bed. I looked at my sweet little angel children sleeping. And I just thought, I feel like I did not do a good job today. And I was going to tear myself down and go into a major spiral but I decided not to. I decided to lean into the belief that I am a good mom who had a really bad day. And tomorrow, today, we start fresh, we start new. I started my morning by connecting with each kid as he woke up. I just spent time holding them, doing whatever they wanted, which was watching TV. And now I feel more empowered to take on the entire day. Now I feel empowered to go clean the kitchen and make a really good dinner. And I just, I want you to be totally clear on this too. I don't want you to be confusing your motherhood with your housekeeping. Because I used to feel so bad thinking I was a bad mom and a bad wife because I was bad at housekeeping. Housekeeping, homemaking, cooking, cleaning, laundry, these are the areas that I struggle. These are not my strengths. I need more work in these areas. 
And that's okay. That doesn't make me a bad person. It's only like, it's okay to need work in those areas. It's okay to need extra help in those areas. It really is. It's not okay to beat yourself up and tell yourself you're a bad mom and a bad wife because you need work in those areas. These are not the same thing. If you've been a bad mom or a bad wife, it's really easy to fix it. It's connection because those are relationships. Those are relationships and it takes connection on both ends. But all you have to do to be a good mom or a good wife is take care of yourself so that you can be emotionally available to the other person in that relationship. It doesn't require a whole lot of work on your end. Being a good homemaker, that's a lot of skills to learn. That's a lot of things to do. That's a lot of time, commitment, and energy. It really is. Being a good homemaker is harder than being a good mom and a good wife. Those are my opinions. That is what I believe. And I said what I said. I love you, friend. I love you so much. And I just pray that you see that you are, you are good and you are enough. Hey friend, are you feeling like you are struggling with this daily battle for your sanity? Are you feeling like you've lost yourself? Like you're just in the chaos? Like there's not a moment to enjoy yourself? Mama, I feel you. In June of 2020, I almost ended my own life because I was stuck in bad mental health habits. And I just, I let everything get to me. I really did. I was making dinner and the kids were being really loud and I had not been taking care of myself so I let these negative thoughts seep in and I convinced myself that I just shouldn't be there anymore. Luckily, I was saved. I was, it, it's a long story, long story short. I decided that day that I was gonna make a change and I was gonna do something different. And that took a lot of work and it took a lot of commitment. But what I did is I learned how to become mindful in my life. I learned grounding practices. I got into new healthy patterns. I started taking care of myself so that I could show up for other people. I started believing better things about myself. I started becoming worthy because I decided I was worthy. I stepped into the life that I was meant to be living because I fixed my mindset I decided I wasn't going to be anxious and stressed anymore. I was going to do something about it. I took steps for proactive mental health. I started building bridges over those pits of depression instead of building ladders out of them. And I started avoiding those really terrible negative feelings. I stopped letting my negative thoughts about myself pull me down and hold me back. I started living the life that I was meant for and I found my voice. I found my purpose. I carefully curated the life that I actually want to be living because I decided I was enough for that life. And all of these practices that I started putting into place, the mindfulness, the intentionality, overcoming negative thinking, overcoming stress and anxiety, using affirmations, getting grounded in gratitude, setting goals for myself. I started creating the life I wanted to live. 
And I took all of those exercises and I put those into the happy mom brain. And I made it something that can help every other mom out there to find your sanity, to find yourself, to find your peace, to find your joy, to live the life you actually want to be living as a happy mom. Because it's possible. As much as I thought that was an oxymoron back back then, I have found that you can be happy in your motherhood. And a lot of it stems from knowing what motherhood is and what it means to you and what your priorities are, what's actually important to you in life. Mama, if you want the happy mom brain, there's a link in the description. You can always go to brittanyclarkson.com forward slash happy mom or search on Amazon for the happy mom brain. Love you, friend. And thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Your involvement and your encouragement is so loved and appreciated. If you wouldn't mind doing one or all of the following tiny little favors for me, I would so, so greatly appreciate it. Okay, one, if you could make sure that you hit the follow button so you don't miss another episode, that's going to benefit you just as much as it does me, maybe more. Number two, if you could leave me a review down below, especially if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, that would be so appreciated. Literally, I cry over the reviews that I read. I love them so much. It makes me feel so deeply connected to you, and it helps others find my show by recommending it to new listeners every day. And number three, be bold, be brave, don't be stingy. When you know something, it's your responsibility to share it with a friend. So make it easy, share this episode with a friend, and if you choose to share it on Instagram, can you please, please tag me, because I would so love to get connected and to see it, at Britt Clarkson. All right, thanks, friend. Love you so much. Till next time.